Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Show, show, Who's there first? Right, okay. Uh, Neville from Kaiapoi is our first caller this morning, 0800 150 uh, G'day, Neville. How are you? Well, I'm very good, thanks, um, Ian. Um, the US Open golf, the par threes might decide the winner of that. They've got one 284 yards and one at 290 yards, which sounds ridiculous. So um, if the big hitters can hit their hobbles, they're going to be the ones um, who will be threatening. But it's hard to go past Brooks Kepker again, um, Scotty Scheffler. And for a roughie, if Ryan Fox can hit his hobbles, I reckon that could be his best major. Um you never know. You never know with Ryan. Because <laughs> he's certainly showing the ability now. And I just wanted to oh. comment briefly on the the grizzly. Oh, go on. What were you going to say? No, I, I was just going to say, I, I, my understanding is, uh, you know, traditionally, Neville, uh, US Open golf courses are set up with a rough, very punishing, very, very hard. Uh, my understanding is that is not quite the case. Not quite the case this time round. Um, and uh, this Los Angeles Country Club, which um, uh, is different, it's different altogether. So I, I think uh, distance is going to be huge, and I think you're right. That brings the likes of the Ryan Foxes into play. Yeah, well, that, that's great. I didn't, didn't realise that. That'll make a change. Um, just to go, just briefly commenting on that, as you did on Cameron Green and uh, what was the other one? Oh, the, the Hurricanes, I, I saw it. It's for both of them because, <laughs> I mean, the Hurricanes couldn't complain. The referee was very kind to them throughout the match and um, no one to blame. I mean, it looked, looked like a fair, a fair um, hand underneath to me. Um, so you just got to go with the flow. Uh, and as for the Indians, well, I mean, <laughs> they've lost two finals now, so it's no wonder they're complaining. Well, they're under immense pressure, immense pressure to win, Neville. Um, they always are at home, the expectation. I think it's now a decade that uh, they haven't won a, a world title in any form of the game. So uh, the dogs will be barking over there. They'll be looking at Rohit Sharma very seriously um, in terms of uh, his strategies, particularly leaving out Ashwin, particularly uh, choosing to, uh, to bowl first. And, and then, uh, of course, uh, they were pretty much done by the end of the first night. Uh, they fought back briefly in a couple of phases of the game, but by and large, they were handsomely outplayed by Australia. Absolutely no complaints there. Dino, good morning to you. Thanks for waiting. Yes, all good, Smitty. Same to you. Um, on the upcoming Ashes, I think we're 
all looking forward to it. I don't know whether it's for one day ashes or bloody the old fashioned grit your teeth and hang in there, but with the Australians having that world triumph, like the last thing you want's a cocky Aussie to go into battle against, so I think it'll be a bridge too far for baseball, to be brutally honest. And I think I don't know, like as much as I like seeing sixes and the ball getting whizzed into the crowd in the 2020 and the 50 over stuff. I don't mind a guy gritting his teeth and getting 50 off 125 balls, you know, when it's keeping low and going up around your chest. It'd be interesting. Very, very interesting series. I can't really make a prediction, to be honest. I don't know that much about cricket, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Rightio. Okay, something you do know a lot about, of course, is uh, rugby. How are you looking at these uh, semi-finals as such? Crusaders, uh, Blues Friday night, Chiefs and uh, Brumby Saturday night. Well, my TAB account would like the Chiefs and Crusaders to be in the final, but it's finals footy, and home advantage, as we've seen last weekend, I think it's huge. One thing I would like is to have New Zealand referees in charge of it. I don't know what it is with these Australian ones, but it seems to be a lot of just calls that leave everyone a little bit ho-hum, you know? So I'll just stay at home with the Chiefs, I'd say quite comprehensively, the, the their, their defence is twice what the Hurricanes is. Well, they can say Artie's trying that, and I feel a bit sorry for him because it looked like a try to me, to be fair. And I don't think he'd say he didn't ground it if, if he did. And they, their tries that they let in were pretty weak. So that wasn't going to go another week further anyway. And, you know, I've been talking about the Blues all year. Like, if Bryce Heen was at 13, I'd be a little bit more worried because then those outside backs might get the ball. I think they lost an opportunity last week with not putting Rico there, seeing as though Caleb was injured on the wing, rather, and leaving Heen at 13 and putting Plummer at 12 because he's a quality footballer. But So I'd go, I'd go Chiefs-Crusaders quite handsomely, really, quite easily, to be fair. They'll just grind them down, the Crusaders. If it's wet... Yeah, I don't know. It's a lottery if it's wet. If it's dry, I'd go that way. But how long, Smitty, I could just ask you a quick question. How long is it before we're the Suzuki Highlanders? Because just listening to your chat with Bryn, those teams over there, those company teams, the Highlanders would struggle to beat them. You just named the New Zealand players they've got. What about the South Africans, the Australians, the English, the Scottish, the French? We must be very close to signing a Super Rugby competition with our five franchises, a couple of Australians, maybe three, to strengthen their rugby, and then all those Japan companies, like the top five company teams over there. It must be on the drawing board, surely. Well, the thing about it, uh, Dean, it's quite obvious, right? And the more you talk to people about it, the, the influence now behind the scenes, if you did homework across the board on this level of coaching for a start in these Japanese franchises, we would be amazed, absolutely amazed, at the personnel of world rugby, world, uh, you know, and, and notable coaches who are there behind the scenes, some we don't even realise. Uh, then, of course, you look at uh, some of the playing st- staff, and uh, it used to be sort of a signing-off area where you, you looked at it and said, well, let's make a, a, a lot of money at the end of our careers. That's when it was first set up. Now uh, we're looking at 26, 27, 28-year-olds, Bryn Gatlin's deciding we'll go at this time of our career as well because of the quality of the people involved in wanting to develop your game. I think uh, it's almost, I won't say it's a no-brainer, but it's a simpler decision than it used to be, mate. I totally agree, but I don't... Like, uh, the perception was that it was a retirement package for older New Zealand players, South African, any quality international player, you might as well say, to go over there and play some easy rugby for 12 weeks. But the Japanese culture isn't that smithy. They will perfect everything. 
and they and you've got to hand it to the Japanese team. Like once they, and it's I don't know how they where they get the breeding right as well that they get a couple of those Pacific Islanders into a couple of gorgeous wee geisha girls, and they have some six foot eight locks and number eights. Once they get that, they're going to be a hell of a force because they'll just keep. Like you said on the radio, I didn't realise they trained lineouts for two hours. Imagine a Kiwi rugby player being told you're doing lineouts for two hours. Imagine a Kiwi one; they didn't hit you for two hours. Eat chocolate. So that's the difference. That is the difference, Dino. Um, and yes, uh, we throw the geisha girls in. I suppose it's nine forty here. Thank you very much for your uh, call this morning, mate. And uh, look forward to uh, the weekend of rugby. Probably hear from you actually before Friday anyway. So uh, Dean, have a terrific day, mate. Uh, wherever you're banging in those nails, be careful. Uh, we've had uh, a few texts in as well. Uh, Craig says, "Hi, Smithy. I can see every result for Super Rugby this weekend and next. My hope is the Blues win both semi and final. I think they can beat the Crusaders and probably a better chance against the Brumbies. The favourite is surely the Chiefs Crusaders final, but wouldn't be surprised if it's any other combination. I agree, Craig. Uh, I'm looking at that crossover there and I'm thinking anything is possible. And is that not good for rugby? And uh, I would imagine they'll be." Terrific spectacles, and so they have to be. Uh, Mikey G says, so Smithy Poms to win the Ashes by a whisker. By a whisker, says Mikey. Uh, Ryan Fox to get top 10 in the major. I would think that is a fantastic result. I hope that comes true. Couldn't care less about the state of origin. And as you say, Ian, Ken may bleed blues, but he will be bleeding tears as my Crusaders out there that outthink and outplay the Blues this weekend. Good on you, Mikey. Love your positivity. Um, Barry, after thrashing you on Stump Smithy and winning a cool $100, I have invested 50 on Sam Burns and 50 on Colin Marakara to win the S Open. If one of them come in, Smithy, I will shout you a few lemonades, Barry. I'll be happy to have them, my friend, uh, because uh, that's decent money you're talking about. Marakara and Burns, two very, very good golfers. Um, but perhaps not picked to be in the top uh, the top bracket. So I would imagine you've got odds at well over 20 to 1 there on both of those. So good luck. I haven't checked the odds just yet. Uh, morning, Smithy. My prediction for the Ashes is 3-1 to Australia. With one game being a rain-effective draw, England won't be able to do baseball with Cummins, Stark, Boland and Lyon. Boland will be like a modern-day Terry Alderman with that juke in hand. Quite happy to see Australia give England a hiding. Oh, and the Nuggets... Four over the heat. Uh, that, of course, is today. We'll get the odds on that later in the morning from Brendan Popperwell. Uh, Kevin says uh, it's pretty straightforward. The Chiefs scored 38 to win this year's Super Bowl. The Chiefs will score 38 to win this year's Super Rugby. Bring on 2024. Okay, everyone, thanks very much for your communications there.